This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Hi, curious minds out there in our ever-expanding radio land. Welcome to CC with BB. Connecting with Coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, M.D. That's me. This is the only radio station in the world, the radio show in the world, dedicated to the study of coincidences, synchronicity, and serendipity. We are coming to you through the X-Zone Broadcast Network, located in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, and broadcasting all over the world. What is the relationship between mind and brain? Does brain produce consciousness? Or does the greater consciousness produce the brain? How do mind and brain interact with each other? I am a psychiatrist. I study this question in my office. I help people with medications and with psychotherapy. I work in both brain and in the mind. You need your mind to recognize a coincidence and your brain to talk about it. Coincidences are like messages in a bottle. The message can be about you, and the message can be about where the bottle came from and what the message means from that place, from that sea of infinite possibilities. Coincidences sometimes point us toward previously unrecognized causal connections. They teach us about hidden potentials within us, like telepathy and human GPS which is our ability to get to places we need to go without knowing how we got there. They tell us about other intelligences that may be influencing our lives. And they sometimes trick us. The phrase connecting with coincidence is my coincidence brand. It is the name of my book, my Psychology Today blog, my website, and my social media sites. To find any and all of them, please put Connecting with coincidence in your research, in your search engine. Would you like to know how sensitive you are to coincidences? Take the weird coincidence survey on my website to find out. How do we explain and use coincidences if we believe that the universe is devoid of non-human intention? That is, that coincidences are random events? A patient of mine was attending her dialectical behavior therapy class yesterday. The class is designed for people with borderline personality disorder. This disorder is characterized by self-harm, including drug use and self-cutting, as well as weak self-other boundaries, high sensitivity to rejection, and often swings between thinking she is wonderful and thinking she is awful. We call this grandiose versus depreciated self. During this DBT class, she was thinking how very stupid her classmates were and how, how could they be suffering the way she is suffering. She suffers much more than they do. 
how she has to stay vigilant at night because she believes, senses, knows there is someone in her apartment who is intending to harm her. This requires her to run around her apartment looking under doors, in closets, and in corners. Silently, she criticizes the instructor who lets her classmates ramble on about silly, irrelevant things. There is nothing for her in this class and, the, and its discussion, so she shuts it all out and does the homework while they are talking. She sees herself as so much better than they are. As the class is ending yesterday, the instructor describes his last few nights at home. He has the strong feeling at home that there was someone hiding in the closets somewhere that is out to hurt him. He must look around to find out. Rationally, he knows this is not true, but he is frightened anyway. He advises himself what he advises his students to do. Concentrate on your breathing. Exhale with emphasis. After a while, he says, you will calm down. It worked for me. My patient was stunned by this coincidence. The, the instructor was spending some nights in the same irrational, fearful way that she had been. To her, it was God telling her that she belonged in this class, that there was much to learn here for her, and that she was not at all that different from the others. She remembered that in college, she used to think the same way about her classmates and her teachers, that she was better than they were, and the teachers did not know what they were doing. Perhaps, she thought, I can take the chance and join my classmates and learn a bit more about how to relate better to people. Random? Meaning? What's going on here? Our guest today, James Clement Van Pelt, will help us take these questions apart. James Clement Van Pelt co-founded and led Yale's Initiative in Religion, Science, and Technology from 2003 to 2012, and since 2003 has made presentations at conferences and symposia relevant to science and religion and consciousness studies. He has co-produced 10 international conferences at Yale, and he has taught science and religious courses at Yale and holds a Master's of Arts in Religion from Yale Divinity School. He bridges <clears throat> the worlds of religion and science. He's a remarkable man with remarkable intelligence, being able to put together these two different worlds which coincidence students must stride. We will be talking with Jane Van Pelt after a short break. <laughs> This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did 
Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD, that's me. With our guest today, James Clement Van Pelt, a man from Yale who bridges both science and religion and with an amazing degree of understanding of technology and its advancements. James, welcome to the program. Thanks, Dr. Ber- um, Bightman. You're, you're welcome, James. It's a pleasure to have you here. Why don't you start with your Twizzler um, synchronicity so that uh, we can warm up our audience with a, a very interesting coincidence. Um, I um, was co-producing the uh, annual meeting of the International Association for Jungian Studies, and I was uh, putting together a PowerPoint about coincidence and how it should be taken seriously in, in Jungian therapy. And... Um, as I was thinking this over, I was walking along the side of my street uh, and I was picking up whatever little pieces of trash I happened to find. And um, I came across a package of Twizzlers, the candy uh, licorice sticks that are red that you get often in the movie theater. And I'd never seen anything like that in 25 years of picking up things along the street. So I picked them up. There were six and um, I, you know, put them in my bag to be thrown away. And um, when I got home, I uh, uh, was looking at the news, which I had pre-recorded, and there were uh, some words on the screen that said that um, in working out the Iranian nuclear deal, the American team consumed 10 pounds of Twizzlers. Well, that was an amazing coincidence right there. So I thought, well, gee, I could mention this in my talk to the Jungian Studies group. Uh, And then uh, I remembered that the night before I'd been watching a movie uh, called In the Wild with um, Reese Witherspoon. And um, a man had reached down, she thought, for a gun to threaten her. And instead, he came up with a bag of Twizzlers. So there were three uh, amazing coincidences in a row, all related to um, um, that there that there would be uh, six of these weird hand, candy sticks. Um, so uh, then, at, at that moment, a report came on about that they had reached an agreement with uh, Iran 
and they showed the Iranian uh, seal, and it looks like six sticks of Twizzlers bent different ways. So uh, that immediately went into my uh, talk. And um, the question is, what does it mean? Yeah. Um, and um, I think that there are two parts to that question. First of all, uh, the way it happened suggested uh, significance because significance is related to how exceptional something is um, and uh, how remarkable. And that means how improbable. And this sequence of events seemed incredibly improbable to me. So uh, once you have established that it's significant, uh, the question is, does it mean anything? Let me ask you a different, uh, uh, more specific question. Uh, uh, we've talked about this uh, some before. Uh, there's a, relev a relative equivalence in your mind between significance and probability? I think that when something is very, very improbable, we think it's probably significant, and we want to find out what it means. I agree with that, and uh, it's one of the ways that uh, I try to talk about which coincidences we should pay more attention to, and it has to do with improbability. And one of the one of the mind twizzlers, if you don't mind, <laughs> is that um, there are very low probability events which have uh, statistical explanations because we tend to think with low probability it, there's uh, it's not random. Right, but there's another question which which is embedded in that comment you just made, which is. What does it mean to say random? And we are taught without even knowing that we've been taught that random means meaningless, that nothing meaningful can come out of randomness. Such an important, that's such an important point, James. And I, I, forget, and I forget it. I forget it sometimes because the, the Stanford... Dictionary of Philosophy has random and chance, meaning a bunch of different things that are different but related. And what's happened is the word random has gotten confused so that out in the general public now, if something odd happens, they say that's random. Right. And there are basically what – I, what I was thinking about when I was in divinity school is there are three modes from which uh, – life emerges. One of them is random. One of them is determined, like, you know, when it rains, the water falls, and that's because of physical laws, so it's determined. And the third is intentional. You know, when someone knocks at your door, that's an intentional act. So the question is, um, that third category, random, uh, does it always mean meaningless, or could it mean simply that it's neither determined nor intended. For ah. example, for example, uh, religion is warranted by miraculous events, signs, wonders, things like that. Now, they're not determined. They're not created by human beings. So what's the other category? Well, we, the only other category we have is random. And that causes us to invalidate the possibility of meaning breaking through 
the universe in the way that religions describe. So it's a very significant point for anybody that is looking for meaning beyond the physical or the humanly intended. And you were talking about the two different kinds of meaning as we took our divergence. Right. Well, I think you you actually told me a story about a coincidence that had happened to you, and uh, it was very improbable, but it happened, it, it involved your father, and involved yeah. your father's fate, and that loaded it up with significance. So that it was a combination of improbability and sig- significant circumstances that added up to uh, something that you wanted to know, what does it mean? Yes. Yes. Now you're adding a and, and a different um, a, 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 another quality to significance. It's not just low probability. It's emotional meaning to in this case me. Yeah. Emotional impact. You have a different name for that, I think. Yeah. 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 Because um, I, I the way I see it is the universe delivers the significance to you if you're willing to be open to it. But then the meaning is really up to you. And what's interesting about that is some people are better at figuring out the meaning than others. And so there may be people who can interpret your coincidence better than you can, even though it's your own, from your own life. And, of course, you have the story of Joseph interpreting dreams in the Bible for the Pharaoh, and you have the therapist who may be in a better position to interpret the signs that you may be getting, uh, which you may tend to write off as being insignificant. Yeah, that's why I I like the the new profession of coincidence counseling. Yeah, CC. (laughs) CC with BB, I mean, they're all over the place, connecting with coincidence, coincidence. Uh, Let's go back to the the Twizzler, um, because you had three and a half, I'll say, because you had three direct matches, and then a partial match with uh, the Iranian uh, symbol. Um, that made it significant to you to have three of them and uh, three or four of them um, all in a short period of time. And that adds, um, that adds, I would say, significance to it also. How did, how did, how did you go about with your coincidence counseling determine, determining some form of meaning of this, uh, of this sequence? Um, as I was giving the talk and talking about this sequence of coincidences, I noticed that the lights were flickering in the room. They were these long fluorescent lights. And I looked up and I was surprised to see that there were six of them. And two of them were flickering. And I realized that it was the, uh, because I had been talking about um, Jung and his interest in the I Ching, which is the Chinese... Uh, system for interpreting uh, signs. Uh, I was thinking about uh, the hexagram, the the pattern of six broken or straight sticks. Yeah. And I and I noticed as I looked up that the flickering lights. There were two flickering lights, and if you took those as broken, 
that they formed the Chinese hexagram for nourishment, which was the one that uh, that Jung got when he uh, when he took the I Ching himself with Richard Wilhelm. So yeah, that's, that, that's that meaning it's called Ting, uh, which is the cauldron, uh, and uh, and the cauldron is filled with nourishment, and that's what the I Ching called itself when Jung threw it through the I Ching, asking the I Ching, "What do you? What, what's your purpose in life? Or what's your purpose in our lives?" And, and so you saw nourishment in the I Ching, uh, like uh, light flickering on and off with the two out of the six for the hexagram, and then where did you take that? Well, I, you know, you, you have to take it one. The first place you have to take it is, is it possible for this to mean anything? Yes. Or, or is it all just kidding yourself? And, you know, it's funny because in science, if something is, um, if something is improbable, it doesn't really have to be that improbable or, or let's say incongruous for it to be taken as meaningful. But when you step outside the, the box of, of uh, physical science, it has to be unbelievably improbable to be meaningful. But th- to me, this seemed to qualify. Uh, and uh, so, so I was able to talk to these um, world-renowned Jungian uh, studies experts with some sense of authority that these signs should be taken seriously. You know, that, that I, was, I was put in a position of strength in talking about the fact of that, that, that there could be a third category of meaning, that, that within the idea of randomness, there could be meaningful randomness. And if that's the case, then we we all need to be sensitive to the ways that these signs manifest in our lives. We're coming to the end of this segment, and it, it is through randomness that meaning can come. Uh, but we will get back to this excellent discussion after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Welcome back to CC with BB, connecting with coincidence with Dr. Bernie Beitman, MD. 
We're talking about coincidences here with James Clement Van Pelt, who has a sophisticated sense of how to think about coincidences and is is working on playing with, I'm going to say too, with, with random versus meaning. And we are taught, as James has been saying, that random is meaningless, but he knows and I know and the people who throw tarot cards and do the I Ching know that by creating a random event, their meaning can be found. And James, how did you take this uh, with your Jungians, saying that here we see an I Ching, all I Ching hexagram all around us. It's not just any hexagram. It's what Jung threw to ask the I Ching what its purpose was. In addition to the three Twizzler events you described and the Iranian uh, symbol. Uh, this is a wonderful set of, uh, uh, of symbols. Uh, where did you go with this uh, with your Jungian group? Well, basically, um, you can see the pattern of being led from step to step uh, across across the river, uh, from stone to stone across the river. Oh, that's uh, nice. The, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> that's a the, nice. That's a nice. That's that sounds like a Chinese uh, idea, is it? Uh huh. Well, yeah, or okay. Jap Japanese. Or Jap I, yeah, that's good. That's good. The stone to stone across the river. Uh, I, the one I like to use, not in this one, more for movement out in the world, is uh, a monkey swinging from vine to vine. Uh huh. Uh, it's, so, I, it's it's so divine. <laughs> I have a haiku which is, um, "In the rising tide, uh, great turtles rise up to make me each step." So yeah, yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So the first step was this really silly thing of finding some candy along the street, which I had, you know, been picking up trash for 25 years on that street and never found any candy. So that was that was a silly little thing. Um, <clears throat> and then the second occurrence um, where I saw the words on the screen saying that which I, since I had had it recorded, I could photograph it in my cell phone, that said that these uh, diplomats had consumed 10 pounds of Twizzlers while they were working on the nuclear solution for Iran. And, and that, does, that seemed, that's a very significant thing. It's a very, very significant event. And it had this silliness embedded in it. You know, and then the thing about the Twizzlers where... She felt threatened, and yet it was the Twizzlers. It wasn't a gun. It was Twizzlers. And anyone can see that in the movie. And uh, again, uh, what could be more threatening than the nuclear danger that, that, that they were trying to avoid in the previous step? And so uh, it, it's a sense of being led step by step to some sort of a summit where you look out over the expanse and you see the landscape. And in this case, that happened to me as I was speaking to this group of Jungian um, experts. And there it was. I had been brought right back to the same place that Jung himself had been brought by whatever powers are, are manifest in the I Ching. Huh. And the takeaway for um, your audience, 
with uh, with these four stepping stones across the river. Um, uh, there's a lot you could say about what impact you were trying to have on that audience and even on the audience who are listening to us. Uh, what would you have us uh, take away from this? Well, there are two things. Number one, what I, what I wanted to communicate to these great therapists was uh, to be agnostic when it comes to the possibility of meaning arising through signs and wonders and miracles and coincidences because that's really what any sort of a sign is it's a kind of a coincidence and so uh, to not take the position that it's something imaginary that has to be explained away but rather that it it could have meaning it, it could have actual physical veridical authentic meaning and that the therapist's job could be to help determine what that is. Not to start out with the assumption, but rather to explore it with, with the patient. And the second part of it is that something has happened to our culture um, that has broken it off from the flow of culture that preceded it for hundreds of thousands of years before where people would search for meaning and coincidences. And what has happened is that if we, if we believe that coincidence, that randomness can only be a source of meaninglessness, that, and, and since we know that the physical structure of the universe uh, doesn't mean anything other than itself, that leaves only one source for meaning, which is human beings. That turns human beings into gods. And that's the problem with our culture. Our culture sees, sees humanity as the source of divine authorization for us to do whatever we want to the universe or to our, our planet. And um, the idea that there is a higher source of meaning, uh, if we lose that, we lose the possibility of understanding what we're really here for, what our purpose is. Uh, and it's only what we make up. And that's just imaginary. So, yeah. So it's, it's all about, do we make ourselves gods instead of seeking meaning beyond ourselves? That is profound. Um, I, I, I've been looking at coincidences for a long time, um, and I'm now working on a concept of um, coincidence awareness as a path towards spiritual development. Wow! And, you've, and, and well, you just said it. You just you just, you just said it in a in a way I haven't. I mean, there's a lot of different ways of saying it, um, but what coincidences can do is alert us to uh, intentionality uh, from outside of us that's beyond the human being. And, right. and that's, th th you just said that uh, in a very succinct, uh, succinct way. I've been trying to figure out what I mean by that co coincidence awareness as a path towards spiritual development. And um, coincidentally, um, you're helping me uh, uh, clarify that. So thanks. Sure. Um, well, I was thinking about all this uh, in preparation for our interview, and I turned on um, the TV, 
and they were showing uh, an episode of um, Stargate. And uh, in this science fiction show, uh, one of the uh, people uh, somehow gets the uh, ability to foresee the future. And so um, that's really what coincidence has meant to our ancestors, a way of, of understanding what's coming. Um, and so that was another coincidence. Yes. Yes. You know, I wanted to uh, just pick up, I love your idea of coincidence sensitivity because I have a close relative uh, that is very intellectual and uh, we were going through some of this. And I said, well, let's take some examples from your life. You know, uh, you know what, what would be some examples of coincidence that you've had? And uh, she is a dyed-in-the-wool atheist, a militant atheist. And she said, I've never had any of those. <laughs> no, no. I don't even know if you really can. <laughs> so, so there is definitely something called coincidence sensitivity. And some people actually don't have it. I was amazed at that. It's uh, it's partly because uh, they don't have a, a framework to recognize them. Yeah, they haven't developed a category for coincidences because they don't believe in them. So, believing really is seeing a lot of times. That must be true. It, I I I got started on all this. Uh, yeah, yeah. When I was uh, in a an academic project with uh, a famous international designer named Leslie Roy. And um, she had developed uh, a way to encode different aspects of a coincidence so that when some, when one thing happened to you, you could go into this little app that you can download for your iPhone and you can encode it and therefore save it. And the reason why she did this is she found that uh, in talking to people that many people remembered that they had had coincidences, but the actual content was lost within about 10 minutes. And uh, it's like when you remember that you heard a great joke yesterday, but you can't remember the joke, you know? Yeah, yeah. And her thought was that what was happening was that the power of the regnant paradigm that guides our thoughts was so powerful that it would just it would just invalidate your idea that you had come across something meaningful and so she was trying to develop this way of recording uh various aspects of you know were, was it a series was it uh you know different qualities of these different sequences so i think that's really interesting work and i think that app is still probably available in the in the app store the apple app store yeah you you were part of uh, organizing or looking at the outcomes of some of that and i was looking at that app outcomes too uh, i had trouble with it because i think uh, you can be better refined in the kinds of coincidences that you can record i'm i'm working on uh, a, a taxonomy uh, and of coincidences and i've just finished a, a pretty good draft of coincidence processes uh, things like um, intuition leads the way uh, the weird lost and found um, category a, a weird lost and found department uh, how coincidences uh, reflect us uh, intrapsychic um, conflict uh, and a bunch of others and nice. uh, 
and I think that would have been a better way of categorizing, at least would, would have liked to try this kind of 11, um, these 11 categories out as a way of uh, catcher, capturing. Because what we need is not just coincidence um, concept in our minds, but we need subcategories that include some of what you're talking about, uh, which is so very important about how do you do, how do you explain them? Uh, what are the categories of explanation that we can use? Uh, and that's a, that, that makes another uh, part of the taxonomy, be able to be, clarif- be clear about those. Well, that sounds like important work. We had a project at the Divinity School um, called the Synchro Project, uh, studying synchronicity, uh-huh. which is very important at the Divinity School because of the fact that, as I said, religion is warranted by uh, by events that we call miracles and signs, yeah, 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 but are can also be explained away as nothing more than a coincidence, yeah, meaning nothing more than a meaningless coincidence, <laughs> right? You know, and we would joke that uh, if the stars rearranged themselves to say "I love you," there would still be people <laughs> that would say, "Well, you know, that was just a coincidence." <laughs> With that, we're coming to the end of this segment, James, and synchronicity in religion is a key question currently. So we'll get back to James Clement Van Pelt after a short break. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Welcome back to CC with BB. We're talking about synchronicity and coincidences with James Clement Van Pelt from Yale Divinity School. And... We just started talking about 
religion and divinity schools and um, coincidences. And it struck me uh, that philosophy has changed a great deal uh, and become more kind of a handmaiden of uh, materialistic science and has lost some of its uh, more um, general philosophical ideas about the universe. Uh, and that I'm, stru I'm struck with maybe uh, divinity schools have had the same thing happen to them. Yeah, um... Yeah, to some extent that's true. Uh, there's been a, a backing away from things that might challenge science. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, one of the big examples, uh, of which is all about coincidence, is evolution. Yeah. And yeah. random mutations and, yeah. uh, and uh, the idea that, uh, that, that the entire universe and life and us have emerged from meaninglessness is a core principle of modern evolutionary science. And um, those who think that that's an inadequate account, who, who don't want to say, okay, the universe was created in six days, but also don't want to say it's a meaningless phenomenon. Um, you know, they're in a, an uncomfortable position right now. Uh, and then there is the creationism idea uh, versus uh, maybe a, a lighter version of that or general, general version with uh, the anthropic principle. Uh, and that maybe you, the problem I've had with creationism is they're on to something that it looks like there's an intentional uh, act in our being here, but it isn't necessarily need to be seen through the eyes of one religion. Well, I think, you know, to me, the big problem with creationism is it's starting with the answer, which is whatever the Bible says, and working backwards oh, you very know, good. Very to good. make science fit, fit that answer, Yeah. Um, which, which I, you know, that's, that's not where it's at. I think that, um, that uh, philosophy has strayed away from, you know, some of the ideas that the great continental philosophers uh, explored, and what they have... Uh, focused on is basically how to figure things out, the, the nature of logic, which is actually a completely intangible, ineffable uh, reality. Uh, if you think about mathematics, what, what does it m map? It doesn't map anything physical. Uh, physicality manifests uh, mathematics. And, and when we explore that, Science then winds up with things that are so weird that we really can't account for them, like uh, the idea of non-locality and the idea of uh, things being being in superposition and things like that. And um, a lot of those a lot of those science, scientists and mathematicians are thinking that there must be a hidden dimension to the meaning of the universe. And um, the astronomers and the physicists are telling us that there's actually a hidden um, universe uh, that they call dark matter and dark energy. And um, the universe that we know is only 1% of, of, of what, what we know there is out there. Uh, and the rest is dark matter and dark energy, which we know absolutely nothing about except that it's there. And so um, in our Synchro project, um, 
one of the ideas that we explored was that there is a that hidden dimension. Um, we we call it a occluded causal frame. That there's some sort of a basis of causation that uh, we we don't understand, but that we it comes to us through these signs and through these coincidences. And so it's a great uh, invitation for us to to explore what is beyond physical meaning and what is beyond meanings that humans make up and uh, to try to try to discover the nature of that hidden dimension of meaning. I think of it in more religious terms of exploring the mind of God. Yeah. Well, the mathematicians often say that. And, and of course, Einstein said that, too, that his job was to explore the mind of God, to discover the mind of God. To discover the mind. Uh, Exploring is a lot of fun, too. You just never know where you're going to end up. Exactly. What keeps us from studying and better understanding uh, this practically universal phenomenon of coincidences? Um. I, I gave a talk on that uh, last uh, in in June, called the cult of the meaningless coincidence, and the idea is that each civilization is based on core beliefs that that help it understand the nature of, of reality, and the Greeks had uh, Homer's uh, uh, Odyssey, and the Romans had Virgil's Aeneid. And in the Middle Ages, it was the Bible, the uh, Hebrew Bible and the New Testament. And um, nowadays, we have what they call, what, what Thomas Kuhn called the, the regnant paradigm, which is the principle that guides us in our exploration of the universe. And that principle is that there is no meaning other than what humans make up. And uh, if that's true, then coincidence is meaningless, and there's nothing to study. It's just meaningless, and that just shuts down the whole thing. And what that does, interestingly, is it protects the regnant paradigm against any possible challenge. And so it, it simply brings human progress to an end. In terms of philosophy, of understanding, all we can do is understand the physical universe better and better. But as far as understanding its meaning or what's really behind it, what its purpose is, all that is written off as being imaginary. I I understand how that thinking goes, but I'd like to hear how you play with the idea, um, like the patient that I talked about earlier on, where uh, it... could have been a random event. I don't think so. I could almost explain that to some degree, that story, or have some explanation for it. But th- just using it, the I Ching uh, and Tarot cards, uh, randomness is created by those mantic devices. And then within that randomness, meaning is found. So there is meaning in randomness. Right. So you take the I Ching and you read the uh, things that, it, that the hexagram is correlated with, and you're struck by the coincidence of it, the improbability yes. of it. 
And that causes you to think, well, there must be some significance here. And that then gets you going in the meaning, in in exploring the meaning. And to me, I think the key to it is to not to start out with a conviction that it's meaningful, but rather with an openness that it could be meaningful. Uh, and and if you if you take that sort of an agnostic approach, then you're opening the door and letting the coincidence speak to you, rather than you telling the coincidence what it has to mean. Well, my, more and more, my life is getting to be like tarot cards and I Ching, and that I and I I do what I'll call random things. Usually, it's get out of my usual pattern but sometimes it's just a small change in my current pattern and symbols appear if i if i want to look at them it's a little like am i going to pick up uh, the tarot cards and do something or the I Ching and do something because symbols are happening all around us all all the time to various frequencies and to various degrees it's not always the same it's, there's a there's almost like an undulational pattern a rhythm to the way coincidences show up i can't define it there's something musical in it, I participate in it sometimes. So, and when I'm in the flow of it, uh, it's a it's a lot like throwing the cards. It's random, but there's meaning out there. So, I, I, I'm asking you in the, in the last few minutes we have here, uh, is this that that it seems to me that what we call randomness, uh, somehow to chaos, confusion, breaks in the regular way we do reality, uh, allows meaningful events to come into us. You know, uh, Crosby, Stills, and Nash put it this way. (laughs) Do you know, don't you wonder, what's going on down under you? It's got you got to wonder. You got to wonder. You know, uh, one of the the ways that I experienced this was I was very worried at one time about running out of money. And uh, I found a penny on the ground. And, um, you know, I put it in my pocket and then a few hours later I found a quarter on the ground (laughs) and and I got up with, uh, within about three days, I got up to a $20 bill. (laughs) (laughs) Those stepping stones across the river (laughs) in, in order. So, so, you know, I could, I could say, I could say, well, you know, I was, I was obsessed with money and and all that money was down there all the time, and I just didn't see it, you know. Um, that seems very, very improbable. And um, so improbability tells me something else is going on down under. Well, I keep exploring that something else going on down under, and part of the way to do it is to have conversations uh, with you and people like you so that I can keep getting a clearer idea about what we're dealing with. It's it's a lot of fun, and uh, your thinking about this is sharp, and I, I'm, I'm still catching up with you, and I very much appreciate talking with you, James, and talk to you again soon. We have to... We've come to the end of our program. Thank you very much for being with us. Well, I just want to say that your work is very, very valuable and important. So please continue.